You're listening to No Cherry on Top with Shannon Renee and Michelle. Welcome back to our second episode. Um, This episode, we're going to be going from childhood into toxic, intimate relationships. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And I'm going to let Michelle start this one off and then I'll pop in with my freakish shit. Oh my gosh. I could go episodes... But but tell us, let's let's start out with Mark. Okay, so right after high school, you know, I in this Christian like just oppression. Let's just yes, oppression, oppression, and you're coming out of oppression. So I meet this fun, just carefree guy, and we all love those right yes, after high school. So much fun, like literally. He literally changed my life. And um, I just wish I was at a different spot when I met him. But he literally changed. He got me out of Michigan. He got me away from my family. He was just a really fun guy. Um, But I was like so oppressed at the time that like I just had all like everything he did was against everything I had been brought up. But isn't that what made it so taboo and great? He was so fun. Like, I mean, he was into drugs, which I never did. I was like, I never did either, but I liked watching people do them. I'm not going to lie. When I was young, young, like, okay. So because they were fun. Yeah. So when I met him, I was like, literally terrified. Like this guy was just like, so fun. Like he just did all these things. He had no restrictions. He, um, I moved with him. We did this bungee jumping company. He, one of his friends had this bungee jumping company in Maryland. So, um, I, so it was like living on the edge. Type I stuff. literally, like, I think I shocked myself. I shocked everybody. I just like went for it. I went with him. We did this bungee jumping and then we had this apartment in Lansing and it was just fun. But he was, you know, like I was still so, um, like, I don't know. I don't want to use the word stuck up but I was just like still in that like but there was still that part of you that wanted like the bad boy yeah I I don't know you wanted the excitement I wanted the excitement I feel like it has to do let's go back to the mommy and daddy issues because that's what it really had to do with (laughs) like it? it is it is like you were so oppressed that it's like you you pop out of this box and you just want to live. But like he wanted me to like have fun and do all this fun things. And I was more like judging him, you know, like I was the one like, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't. But those are the ideologies that you were raised with. Yes. And his family was just really wonderful. They, you know, took me on all these trips. Like I had all these experiences with him. So we ended up moving to Aspen, Colorado so fun you're like so fun so fun you're like yes so like you know he was into the drug scene cocaine bars like he was a bartender just like that whole thing and I was still like I was working a nine to five like our lives just didn't we were living we were living together 
But like but separately, he, like but parallel. Totally, like, yeah. Yeah. He was, he had this whole other life. Like he was out partying, doing cocaine, you know, smoking pot and having a grand old time. Right. You know, he was out partying until 6 a.m. in the morning. Like we'd cross paths. I'm like going to my job. <laughs> and you know, he's and coming he's home rolling for on the night, in home. Right? I'm like, what? <laughs> you're like um hello i gotta go to work <laughs> i know like i just like i was still just in this oppressive like i had these ideas of what you're supposed to do and right. how you're supposed to behave and yeah um and then you know i i wish i would have treated him better i wish i would have had fun with him i wish things would have been different because he was really he was a really good guy he was a really good guy and I judged him. I didn't treat him the way I should have treated him. And I was still like in that, like, I don't know, like I was just a stuck up bitch. <laughs> well, see, and I went the opposite path. I was like one of those people's like, I wanted shock value. Right. But then I think it was a total shock to my family that all of a sudden I'm living with this guy he totally didn't that bring you some joy it it did it did because <laughs> i was living with this guy like you could totally tell he was a total stoner like you can just your family's like oh my god yeah but like you know my dad all growing up like i know he smoked pot his friends smoked pot like, right you're I like mean, yeah it it wasn't a secret but it like he, he didn't do it in front of me right but no, you know, I get that. Like it was like no secret. So then, you know, once that relationship ended with Mark and it was super devastating to me. Yeah. It was devastating because he got another girl pregnant. Oh, Mark. And, but like, I don't blame him because no, I, I was a it. total, I was horrible. But I mean, when you're that young, though, and that yeah. happens, it's just, it's devastating. you know, that like, it's heartbreaking yep. because part of you, even though you had these judgments of him, wished it was you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get like, that. I really I that. like if I could go back and redo something in my life, it would be that wow. like I, it would really be that because like looking like I don't think when you're in it. At that time, I, I was surviving. I was surviving. And how old were you? I was like in my 20s. I was in my young 20s. And okay. I had all this trauma. And this guy like pretty much lived a pretty um, a pretty carefree life growing right. up. His parents had money. Like he had nothing to worry about. Right. At least that's what it seemed like right. his parents were very well off. Right. And, um, you know, like they were very well respected in the community he lived in. They were he was very well known. Yeah. And I th kind of think on a little bit that like he liked me because I didn't know about his family and I didn't well, know. He liked it. It was probably a little bit of you were naive and submissive. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And. You know, it was super fun. I don't think that's don't, like uncommon for, for young men yeah. to like, you know. And I don't know that it was a fun relationship for him because I was just like, he's out partying, <laughs> having a grand time. I'm like nine to five. Like, I got to go to bed. We lived in this small little um, condo, which his parents ended up buying him a condo out there. 
And it was just, I don't know. It was just not like we were on two totally different paths. I get that. And so I was pretty devastated. Um, and then I met my ex-husband. How old were you when you met your ex-husband? I want to say like 25, 26 ish, maybe. Okay. Well, let me, let me, let me give you some background. We can catch up so we can come up to this 25 year old spot. (laughs) Cause, cause you were like, okay, so wait, I got to go back one step. You're like, let me go back. So the minute, so this is just so weird is that the minute Mark exited the picture. Yeah. I went crazy. Like I went, oh, so. Because, because you seen something in the way that he was of his life. Like not necessarily that you were out doing illicit drugs and you were whatever, but like. You're like, I'm going to live my life. Yeah. But there's also like a whole heck of a lot other stuff <laughs> that like went on with that breakup. You're like, like oh, police were involved. Like I got questioned by like drug enforcement. The oh, DEA, the DEA. Oh, no, on girl. him. Oh, no, Like girl. it ended like, yeah, there was like. Oh, he, no, girl. Yeah. It was like, there was like a lot of stuff that went on, but what's the craziest thing that happened after all of that is I like started partying, like doing cocaine, like Michelle, I didn't yes. know you've ever done cocaine. Yes. Do we oh, want wow. to even talk about this? <laughs> well, well, let me bring you up to par. You're at 25 now. So yeah, 25, 26 ish at 15, I get pregnant. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I have my first child at 16. I was, I actually turned 16 on May 22nd. He was born on July 3rd. So now I'm going on 47. He's going to be 31. Great kid. He ended up uh, probably being my savior. But, um, you know, mine, mine was way different. I was probably the wild one. I was all for shock value because, well, we've kind of talked about my childhood, but it was really just a big middle finger to my mm-hmm. mom and everybody that like, you, you don't control me. Right. And, uh, you know, your, uh, the sexual abuse and stuff that happened to me, like I had to be a big control freak, like mm-hmm. of my life and all the abuse. So I get pregnant and I marry my first husband. Ass like he's a, he's loves women. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. I'm going to be nice. Mm-hmm. When I look back on it, he wasn't a good husband. He wasn't a good boyfriend, but he's who I wanted to be my son's father. Yeah. This is where it gets real crazy. He's not my son's father. What? You didn't know this. No. What? <laughs> oh, this gets real juicy. What? He's not. So I marry this man. I'm 17 years old. My son's name is Jason the second. He's Jason. He's not my son's biological father. My son's biological father I met in seventh grade in middle school. He was already doing drugs. Um, He was quite the party animal. Quite all the girls loved him. Like for me to land him was like all the girls' dreams. Like in like eighth grade, you know, freshman year. That's my first husband. Yeah. It's like that was like their dream. And I'm like, I got this. Um, I mean, he was good looking. Very Mm -hmm. good looking. Um, like I said, all the girls loved him, very charismatic, but like he was never at school on time. He was already like, you know, had all kinds of problems at home, but I married this guy 
And this guy that is actually my son's biological father, I don't even tell. He comes and offers to marry me. And I look him dead in his face and say, this isn't your kid. Because at 15 years old, he wouldn't even let me leave his house. Oh, my gosh. Like, if I wanted to hang out with my friends, he'd make them come to his house. Like, he was very possessive. Um... And he didn't want me to interact with anyone else. Like if he could keep me there in his house and have sex with me all day, that's what he would do. Like he didn't want me to interact with people. Like it was really scary as, Mm -hmm. as a person that was like abused as a child. Um, I, uh, I honestly feared him. Mm -hmm. Um, did he ever like abuse me? No, not when we were teenagers like that mentally by not letting me hang out with my friends Mm -hmm. and like, constantly wanting to have sex with me uh-huh. that you know now since hindsight's 2020 and I'm an adult that was pretty weird you know right yeah um so you know I marry my first husband that goes downhill we end up getting and divorced after six months he ends up taking me to court trying to get custody of my kid by the time I'm 21 um I'm remarried again my second husband Met him in high school as well. He was a football player and I was a cheerleader, <laughs> even after I had my son. Oh, my gosh. He was a bad boy, too. Oh, but a good looking bad boy. Um, and, you know, he he ended up getting a football scholarship after high school. But all through high school, he was a partier. That was just my type of guy, I guess, back then. Um, my immature self. Um you know, got with him, had two more kids during that time. I'm still fighting my ex-husband, mind you. Let's put this up. That isn't my son, my first child's biological father, but he doesn't know because I don't speak up and say anything. Because at that point, um, I felt he was truly and his parents were the better people for my child. Uh-huh. And um, long story short, like um, my son comes out as gay as a teenager. They're homophobic and religious, and it's just a big shit show. Um and I hurt my child. Not, I mean, I don't personally hurt him, but he's hurting. So it hurts me. And I feel like guilt because I made this his family. Right. And um, by that time, I have two kids. My second husband is extremely abusive. I mean, can choke me to unconsciousness, like in front of my kids. As a matter of fact, I lose custody of my oldest child when he was four. Oh, my gosh. You didn't know that either. I did not. Um, because he had to jump on my ex-husband's back and stab him with a fork because I was unconscious because he was choking me in a drunken rage. Oh my gosh. He would drink so much that he would, uh, black out and he would beat me and wake up the next morning and look me dead in the face and ask me what happened to me. Like he seriously didn't remember it. Like he would drink, Mm. he would black out. Mm -hmm. He was blackout drunk. Um, I end up having my second child. Let's see. Craig will be 23. So I'm about 23 years old when I have him. Um, so by the time I'm 23, I have three children. Um, and it's bad. I think, um, I take the abuse because I, I did as a kid and I feel like that that's just normal. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, with like the parents that I had, the mother that I had, I just keep taking it because I just want to be loved. Right. And at that point in my life, um, I didn't, I don't think I loved myself. 
yeah. enough to step back and say, I deserve more than this. Right. I had no idea. Yeah. You, I mean, I don't think at that age, no, you after have, you, everything you go through, you don't know your no, value. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. And, and your normal is your normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's kind of like you're saying with Mark, but like you were judging him, but that, but that was your normal is right. like, you would watch your mother and different people, like even judge you. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so we, you know, there comes a point in life where people are like, oh, you know better. But do you? Yeah. No. Do you? I, I, I think just with you. the ideologies and stuff that you raise, do you really know the difference? I don't think Mm-mm. you do until Mm-mm. you're out in the world and you can see things through a different perspective. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Because you always have on like, you know how they say rose colored glasses? Like when you're growing up, you always have on your parents glasses. Right. You have to see things the way they see it. Exactly. Because how uh, you just don't know anything different. You don't. Because it's like impounded in your head and, you know, your church values and what your parents think. God, I hope I didn't fuck my kids up like that. Oh, gosh. I know (laughs) I did. My daughter. I'm like, damn. (laughs) You know, but, you know, I I think that you, you, you do to your children, but it's now I'm in the repair process. Yeah. And you know, the good thing is, is like my oldest son, because I had him at such a young age, mm-hmm. like out of all my kids, he's the one that sees that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I know this sounds horrible because he's my child, but he'll call me up and he'll say, I see you, mom. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Like I right. see your growth. Right. And it means something to me. A hundred percent. Because as much as he's wanted to please me by going to school and getting his bachelor's and now he's finishing his master's in social work, you know, him wanting to please me, like I want to do right by my kids too, right, right. you know? Yep. And so that brings me up to about 25 and my marriage is on the rock so that I catch up with you. And <laughs> so that's my second marriage. Right. Well, no, no, no. Let me go back. That's actually my third marriage. Cause what I didn't tell you is after my, um, husband, my second husband was abusing me. I divorced him once and married him again. When I found out I was pregnant with my second child dummy, right? <laughs> you don't learn like the first, like, you know what I mean? It's like, a process. It's a process. It's, it's literally, it, yeah. So my joke is, is like, I'm an idiot. And they're like, why am I? Cause I married him twice. Like who does that? It's like a snake. Like once they shed their skin, they're just getting bigger. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have, it's no, going to be a bigger snake. It's no not going to be to judge you on that after the things like, that gonna I've gone through snake. my husband, my ex, ex-husband. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we're at 25 years old. My marriage is shit. He's abusive. Um, you know, and once you're in that situation for so long, I mean, I'm going to be real and accept my responsibility. I get abusive back. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously he's way bigger than me. I can't be physically abusive, but like I can do crappy stuff to him, like hawk loogies on his sandwich. Yep. They send him to work, you know, like getting him back for the nights before of abuse. Like you, you get caught up in that cycle, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And when I look back, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. But like, it was like when you're a child and you're lashing out for help, like I was doing that as an adult. Right. And it took like all this hindsight to actually see that I was doing the same thing in adulthood that I was doing in childhood. Like, it's like you're running around like, help me, help me. But no one's, no one can hear you. No, no. You know? No. And I think too, in those situations, you can look normal. In, oh, I 100%. Mean, you can people thought I was like great life together, like, yeah. yes on the outside but you you learn I think the thing for me is that I learned at such a young age to hide 
what was going on and to um, play a part and act like things were okay. Yeah. When they really were not. That's what I call, I call it like putting on a show and I'm still really good at that at Mm -hmm. like 46 going on 47 years old. Like I can still put on a smile. Yeah. I I try to compartmentalize everything. Yeah. Even when, you know, uh, we're, we're in a day and age where it, it's okay to be more authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, those ideologies of, you know, it's no one's business and you shouldn't put that out there and, you know, don't give everybody all kinds of information. It's like, it's, it's, it's ideologies and the tape stuck in the back of your head of that's what you're not supposed to do. Right. You know, right. Or in my situation or, well, just ask God. Okay. I mean, yeah. Like th- there's only so far that can go. Like there's got to be other people that understand you and can, you know, even if you can't sympathize with my situation, mm-hmm. been there, at least you can do is just try to show a little bit of empathy. Right. You know, because right. we're all people like. Oh, and we're all on a separate journey. And that's the thing. And is that's that the appreciative. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to appreciate like that. Like you're not in the same place. I am. I mean, technically you and I are fairly in the same place, but I know that there are people that aren't at the same place that we're at. There's still right. people that are living the life and not seeing the hindsight mm-hmm. and still doing the same, you know, repetition and the same, you know, toxic like activities and mm-hmm. haven't learned from it. But sometimes it takes others longer to learn. Right. You know, and, and that's not for me to judge, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy either. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the one thing that I see is, you know, that's why I try not to give the judgment because it's not easy to get out of those patterns, patterns. Mm-hmm. And yes, and the ideologies that have been forced on you ever since you were born. Right. Um, you know, it's not easy to do and, and that it, it, it affects your everyday life. And therefore it's a pattern, like you said, and it's hard to break sometimes. Absolutely. Even when we catch ourselves breaking it, that doesn't mean the next week that we're not going Oh, I know. <laughs> to be on that same thing where we're actually on our way moving, you know, oh, oh we're going to do this, but it didn't happen that way because we fall back into our, our ways. Do you ever feel, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but do you ever feel that like part of you, like, I don't know, like sometimes I feel like something in me is wild. Yeah. But no. it, it craves that dysfunction I, because it, we've like, been with it when, so long. I'm glad that are, you said that when things are so calm, I get you crave uneasy. The fr- like I, I'm like, like oh, what's going to happen about to happen. Yes. And I almost create my own reality this. and disruption no. because it's like, okay, you could the, ask my husband right now. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly the same way. I will, I will freak cause out. a problem because it's too calm. It's, it's like because, things are too good. Yes, it's because of all of our trauma and yep. our childhoods and our past relationships. Yep. We don't know what peace is when things are at peace and things are moving right it's scary it is super scary being scary i'm i become my worst enemy because I, I do too i literally don't know that feeling enough that it's it's uh it's disruptive to my system my system doesn't uh, like wait 
There's nothing going that. on. There's no trauma. There's nothing like things are going good. And then I become my worst enemy and like have to create some kind of drama because I get that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's when I've like, you know, like in my relationships and stuff, like when I married my husband that I'm with now, um, we've been together 19 years. And for the first five years, Michelle, I was like, this is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Like, when's he gonna like what this it's gonna be a bomb any moment now like is there gonna be another woman is he got Uh like you know like there's something hidden here yeah I just couldn't move past that and I would keep looking and looking and looking for stuff and that's finally when it popped into my head like he's not my past relationships right now him and I were 28 when we met I was just going through a divorce he had been married before he came with his baggage. I came with mine. Um, his childhood wasn't, you know, any good either, but that being said, he was not mentally abusive. He was Mm -hmm. not physically abusive. When I met him, he was a good looking active duty Navy man. Mm -hmm. I'd caught him with a couple women, like giving them rides on this Harley or (laughs) I caught him with a woman, you know, like we were younger, like and I automatically assumed that something was going on. And he's like, no. And, in, you know, hindsight now since we're 40-something, he's like, that was so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have never. Like, she was like, I've never rode on a motorcycle. And, you know, he's in college, even though he's still active duty military, trying to get his degree. Right. And these are all younger girls. And he's like, obviously flattered. I mean, I would be flattered if it was a young man, too. You know, looking right, back and right. taking myself away from that situation. Like, mm-hmm. I probably would have done the same thing. Oh, well, here, let me give you a ride. Like, not meaning like hey, I want to hook up with you or something, but here, let me take you for a ride. Like you're a young girl, like, let me give you this experience. But, you know, I was always just waiting for that shit moment. Right. The shoe to drop. Yeah. yeah. No. So I Mm -hmm. get it. And it, and you know, have we had a perfect marriage? No. But one thing I can say about him is like, he's willing to fight for me Mm -hmm. and I'm willing to fight for him. Right. Because we love each other. But I've never had that in another relationship in my whole life, ever. Right. Like, it's foreign. Like, scary. Like even to this day after 19 years, it's still scary foreign. Right. Like, I I know that sounds weird. You would think I'd get the point after 19 years, but it's not. No. I I can completely understand that. I mean, my relationship with my ex-husband was, um, well, I got pregnant when I was 27. Mm-hmm. And then I had my daughter when I was 28 mm-hmm. and then we got married that same year and we moved from Colorado. Mm-hmm. We're living in Snowmass. We moved to Texas and like, I knew he was, you know, he was all over the place. He was, you know, I knew he was not faithful, but I was willing to put up with it. Yeah. Like I knew, like, I don't know what it was like we always had a really good time together and it was easy and but i knew he was not faithful when i was in i went through a terrible pregnancy and you know almost lost my daughter and um the day she was born like we're in the hospital and his parents are here they were there visiting because they wanted to see their grandbaby and he's out trying to get laid by some waitress that worked with him. Like he it completely admits it. 
Mm. And, you know, we, not too far after, well, I think when my daughter was about nine months old, and I'm sure he like had many other women yeah. when during those nine months that we were. Oh, 100%. Yeah, That's like, how my first I was mean, like, he was, he was fucking anything that walked, like even yeah. the women at the gas station. Exactly. Like, exactly. What? Exactly. And they would all side eye me like, no wonder they were looking at me and I'd just be like, hi. Yeah, I mean, I was I was oblivious. The biggest idiot in the village, like I feel no. Trust me, I feel literally the, same way. the like everybody knew, <laughs> but, but you, but me, you, <laughs> but like you know, but you don't. Yeah, no, I you get it. I like mean? you have the gut feeling. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, and um, I totally get that. Yeah, and then you know we moved to Texas, and he's you know I'm we moved in with his family. We ended up building a house, but as we were building the house, we lived with them and, you know, he would come home. He, you know, took like a waiting job downtown and he'd be like, oh, so-and-so says they want to fuck me. Like, he would come home and tell you that? Uh-huh. What a douchebag. Yep. He would also like sit in the mirror and be like, who do you think people think are the the best looking of the two of us? Like he would just first off, are we in competition? Because I need to know this right now. I mean, he just was like Oh man. Unbelievable. I mean, my 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 second second slash third husband was like mm-hmm. that too. So no, I totally get it. And that concludes our first segment of this three part series. Uh stay tuned next time for our part two.